It's a me. Fuck. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, Sean. Um, uh-huh. So, Super Mario uh, yeah. Odyssey. Um, so, you, you played a bit of that oh, recently. Oh, I played a bit. Sorry. A bit? A bit. Yeah, no, I have no. fucking, I have 630 moons. Mm, leave, leave some for the rest of us. No. Bro. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. Uh, well, okay. So, I, so, I've been wondering this for a long time. So, Mario, does he, do you think Mario has, like, some kind of aphasia? Like a broke, like a Wernicke's aphasia? Because, look, I think it's a me fuck is more um... complex than anything Mario would ever <laughs> say. And I'm not talking like Bob Hoskins Mario or anything. I'm talking like you know classic Mario. Does he? I do you think, think he's? Do you think he's got some sort of lesion in his like I, speech no, production I, centers? Well, like I do because okay. So in like the earlier Mario games, we have a very yeah. jaunty kind of high pitched Mario. You know what I mean? In Mario, right. Well, yeah. In Mario Sunshine, he's got all these different little barks. You know, he's like joo, waha, right. And I look okay, but I figured that was just because he can't pronounce anything else. I think what he speaks is his equivalent of English, but in this Mario, it's a little weird. His voice is a little pitched down, and like yeah. he does this thing where like like uh, so there are these paintings you can travel through from sure. like one level to another, and when you do it, he just shrieks the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like ah ah, and, like it's horrible. <laughs> And, Sean, and the, Sean, Sean, yeah, Sean, Sean. Yeah. That's just Italian. <laughs> well, he does this thing where he's shrieking and then he goes, ah, wah, 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 wah. and I've, ne- like, I've never, also, I've, also yeah. just Italian. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever had a conversation with an Italian person. Um, but if you tie both their hands behind their back, that's what they sound that's like. Like, <laughs> like he, it's just I've never heard Mario make that noise before, and the first time it happened, something twisted inside me, like something real wrong, like a knife or like a like, a, like a bad shit, like a like a like a uh, like a bad shit, yeah. like a bad shit. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah. he also I'd like to point out that Mario in the new one, he's uh he's looking like a snack. Looking he's looking up. like a snack, yeah. A dude, little bit like looking... a snack, huh? He's yeah. got the he's got the the top hat. He's got the little suit, and you can put him in swim trunks. Summer season, it's like you know, it's like looking at people's summer albums on Facebook. Yeah, dude, oh, all can... over again. Uh, you can even take the pictures. You can kind of have your own little, uh, you know, your boudoir uh, summer of. album to uh, peruse. Um, yeah, no, and each you you can get him in a top hat. I think the top hat was a good idea. I think it's a severely under catered to market of people of, of guys that wear top hats and uh, I think it really does just drive home Nintendo's central point for this new game, which is that um, swag is for boys, but class <laughs> class is for men. Class is for men. If you're listening to this, and I know you are because you're listening to this, not you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Calm down there, buddy. Uh, if you're listening to this, then I have to assume that there's really nothing left of you but your memories and kind of a passive uh, receiving of, of, of sound and information which is why this episode works so good for you because all you have is your memories to play back the nostalgia to relive those times before everything was gone and it was just you with your thoughts that's what we're here for this is the talking simulator
listening to Talking Simulator. Uh, a little bit about nostalgia. Um, a little bit about nostalgia this week, which means I'm actively drinking. Um, I filled up a cup from uh, from my local Wingstop. Big, uh, big, big cup of Diet Coke. Yep. I dumped the rest of my vodka in there just in case I remember anything accidentally from my childhood that wasn't uh, Wario Land or Magi Nation or Wario Land Two. Mm. And uh, what what we played? What we played this time? It was uh it was uh Super Metroid mm-hmm. for the uh the SNES and <laughs> Hall What was that noise? Because it makes me feel good. Look, I can't understand you when you're speaking Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, Super Metroid and Hollow Knight, which fucking whoo, ten out of ten would bang. This game is a dime. This yeah. game is a dime, friends. Um, and uh, I think the parallels uh, between the two are they do run a little, little deep, a little bit deep. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> do a little uh, comparing and contrasting um, of the two. I mean, they're both kind of masterpieces of their respective uh, kind of times and, and productions. Um, of course, Super Metroid broke a lot of ground. Hollow Knight, uh, I think it broke ground for a different reason, which I think we'll get to. Um, but uh, right now, I would like to compare, um, just com- compare and contrast a little bit. So, for example, yeah. uh, who uh, of the two games, yeah. who is the better protagonist? Ooh, Who's better? That's tough. Because, like, you're, I don't even know, are you the Hollow Knight in Hollow Knight? Hmm. Is that what you Look, are? Okay, so here's the thing about that. here's the thing about the title Hollow Knight. I think it's a triple entendre, oh. right? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, you're a knight. You're not the Hollow Knight, but you are a knight. Mm-hmm. And a hollow is a place. It's like a a place it, where it, it means to bugs be empty, and but it's yeah. also a place where like bugs live. And the protagonist is both a bug and um, mild mild spoiler, not really, but a little bit. Uh, so cover your ears if you're a fucking baby. Um, the, the Hollow Knight, the knight himself is a hollow. He's a void or something like that. That's what they call it in this yeah. universe. Um, so there's yeah. like three levels of puns. So right off the bat, I kind of got to hand it to Super Metroid because puns disgust me. Um, I, uh, <laughs> they're, I think, the, the lowest form of, um, of uh, organism. Yeah. Second only to the microbe. Um, third to the fungus, fourth to the the bird. I think birds are pretty brainless. Yeah. Mm. That's why they call people bird-brained. It's uh, <laughs> an insult. So okay. Yep. Now part two, right? So right off the bat, point for Samus. <clears throat> now their size. Okay, so uh-huh. Samus is. According to, and I looked this up, according to Nintendo.co.jp, uh, uh, their official page for Samus Aran, um, Samus, and I, I, I believe that this is with the suit included, but I can't imagine the suit adds that much. She is six foot three. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know. Um, we don't know how tall the Hollow Knight is. We, we, we don't know. He's a bug. Well, he's a bug, but he, okay, so he's a bit of, he's a bit of a, whatever, he's a bit of a, a bit of a bug man. Uh-huh. Um, not in the alt-right sense, in the sense that he's a... No, but he's not. He's not even a bug. I think everyone else is a bug. He's like some sort of fucking uh, empty inside void thing mm-hmm. uh, that wears the mask of a bug. It's like a mask of some kind. Yeah. Uh, but compared to everyone else in that world, dude, the knight, the titular knight, he's a bit of a manlet. <laughs> so Samus wins out there, too. I gotta say, Samus is, is really... She's really raking it in. Um, Samus is a giant woman. Samus is... Okay, but... Okay, how do you respond to this, Sean? Uh Uh-huh. Is the suit that Samus is wearing... Is it a fursuit? No. No. Defend your position. (laughs) Defend it? Yeah. It's not a fursuit. What do you mean it's it's not a a fursuit? It's power armor. Okay, and here's a counterpoint. I believe that a lot of people in the furry community would assert that wearing their fursuit makes them feel a sense of power. <laughs> so. No! 
Oh, well, okay. What do you mean? Okay. So as far as I know, I see this is bringing out your inner Mario. Se- <laughs> oh, oh, Samus. Okay, so canonically. Canonically, canonically, yes. Fucking, don't make me do the voice anymore. I won't. Um, you did it. You did it of your I own volition. I into it because I panicked. <laughs> when I panic, I just start, like, <laughs> farting uncontrollably. Yours, your condition is much worse. <laughs> fucking, it's, uh, it's power armor. It fucking, canonically, Samus has not fucked in the power armor. Whoa! Canonically. Really? Has not, has not fucked in the power armor. So Are that's you sure a big about that? One. No, their furries were like, I don't fuck in my fursuit. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yes, you hey, do. Hey, whoa, no. Not, no, they don't. Not all of them do. But some of them have flaps. <laughs> some of them And I think it flaps. stands to reason that a particularly progressively minded developer of power suits would add a hatch. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a hatch. I know that when you're... So We're not you're, meant to know such things, Sean. We're meant to consider them as thought experiments. We're meant to sit around the table like dignified men and discuss whether or not Samus Aran's power suit has a fuckhole in it. <laughs> Although, uh, uh, yeah, okay, so... So, the 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 uh the so they both have fursuits also by the not, way. They're not that's Yes. Not no, both of them do. Wearing. Okay, look, look, no. Yes, okay, yes it is, but secondly, the knight also is wearing a fursuit because when he dies in the game, he the inner void comes out and you have to kind of beat it back into the suit to, to uh-huh. you know to get back your geo, to get back your full soul meter, right? I, so okay. they're okay. both they're both wearing fursuits. Quick aside, quick okay. aside. I swear to god like, it, I don't care how many episodes it takes. I don't care if it takes 15 episodes or 150 episodes. You are going to say on this goddamn podcast, <laughs> I am a furry. I have been couching furry. my furry feelings in this discussion, this hyper-detailed discussion of whether what is furry is furry slash not. I ha- Look, I have an eminent respect for the few people that have embraced the... the, uh, uh, the the Just absurdity of Just the quest of uh, authenticity of say authenticity culture. I'm you not a furry, you piece furb. of shit. This is furbo. and no, but like that's not even a bad. It's not a bad thing. I'm not going like I'm not a fucking furry, bro. Then, then why won't you? I'll say fucking that you are cut one? you. Why won't you just say that you are one then? Why does a Sean? Why would why would a square say it's a triangle? <laughs> I'm so a you're scholar, you're you piece of, of shit. Okay. Is that what you're yeah. Saying? All right. So yeah. Look, I'm a. I'm a. Uh, I, I spend my time as an uh, an academic, and I and what I do in this in a university setting is I research <laughs> the Anthropocene. Right. I Dude. look at old Native American artifacts uh, from the early days of American history, and I and I uh, I research about the old. Uh, you know the. Just, just masks. I'm really into. No, it. Say I'm a, no, a researcher no. who's really into old you're, school. No. Uh, Aztec like Native American masks. You're like the guy. In am Mindhunter. I? Am I? Native, I haven't seen. Uh, okay, I haven't no, seen, you're like the guy uh, in Mindhunter, and the okay. serial killers have started rubbing off on him. I'm not comparing furries to serial killers, but what I'm saying you, is yeah, that there's a moment where his girlfriend is like, "I think that you've been spending too much time with serial killers. You're starting to act like one." And he like snaps, and he's like, "You don't know anything about me." And it's very serial killer-like. And I'm saying that this is me, I'm your girlfriend, we're in the apartment, and I walk in, and you're unboxing a fursuit, and you're hastily, you're looking at me, and you're hastily saying, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm studying it. It's for okay. study. How can, I, how can I understand them if I'm not one of them? Two things. Two things. First of all, you already are my girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, secondly, look. I would never, I wouldn't react that way because if you walked in on that happening, I would be recording an unboxing video and I do not break in front of the camera. Okay, I'm, sorry, I'm not but... okay. I'm not a fucking. But okay, look, let's get back to the yeah. the the meat of the situation, mm-hmm. which is compared is to, which is deciding like philosopher kings. Who's better, <laughs> the lady in the big fursuit or the it's, bug in the small fursuit? Okay, the lady, clearly. Okay, right, And but here's another reason why. She's three for three, but there are four questions, and the fourth one is, what's inside the suit? And in the case of the Hollow Knight, it's nothing, which, by the way, I relate to. <laughs> but but in the case of, in the case of uh, Samus Aran, 
it is a uh, a strong and uh, and uh, competent and powerful woman. It's a bikini. Which I lady. think is a win. No, she's not in a bikini. She is. That's a. It's a, called no, a zero she's... suit. No, 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 zero... no. In Super Metroid, she's in a bikini. What? Tell me that's not a fucking bikini. Oh, it's a onesie. It is not a onesie. It's there a one. Visible it's a, sorry. <clears throat> it's a one piece. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's a one piece. It is not a one piece. Where does well, it attach? Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, hold on. Hold on. You're right. I was mistaking the dark pixels of the brassiere, which goes into a turtleneck for some reason, with the dark pixels uh, surrounding the uh, the belly. Yeah. I prefer, okay, but so here's the thing that I think maybe evens the scales a little bit, <clears throat> is that uh, the the knight in uh, Hollow Knight is genderless, void, which adequately describes a large group of internet, I'm not, go- not going to complete that thought, uh, <laughs> genderless, void, um, which is, that's going to, uh, uh, well, okay, so... I don't know. They seem pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, tit for tit, tat for tat on this one. It's a hard, it's a hard call. Um, but I do think that Samus, or that the knight being a manlet and Samus being a alpha as fuck, really does tip the scales in her favor. So, um, what do you think? It's Samus, right? Samus, you think it's Sam? Yeah. It's Samus. I gotta say, sorry, sorry, Hollow Knight, but uh, um, and this will please uh, any of our alt-right listeners who have an irrational hatred for Bugmen. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to look it up. Um, Bugmen. No, Bugmen. Don't even think about it. No, don't Google it. Don't Google it. We have a mission. We have a focus. And it's to, uh, it's to talk about nostalgia. Classic recently, um, which is really great because they're fucking impossible to find. Yeah, um, Nintendo did a better job this time than with the NES Classic because those, yeah, yeah are, were absolutely impossible. To, um, but I didn't get it from a store. I actually got it from my friend who needed to sell it for some quick cash. Um, so I paid like a hundred bucks for it, and I felt better about doing that than you know getting it from a scalper. But goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I I got it, and it's just so crazy because like i don't know and i don't know if i've talked about this before on the show but um my first real video game experience was uh super nintendo super mario world on the super nintendo right like i remember being playing those games playing super mario world super metroid the first star fox with the vfx chip uh final fantasy 3 which is technically final fantasy 6 final fantasy mm-hmm. 3, which is what i had um on the Super Nintendo, before I could read, I was playing those games. Like, I was playing them with no... No, really, I mean, oh, God, no wow, conception okay. of... I wasn't able to read the text. Um, you the were point. born into a world of, of symbols. Italian plumbers and... <laughs> <laughs> Punching dinosaurs in the head to make them shoot their fucking tongues out. And, and uh, yeah, by the way, uh, I, this is a call-out post for Mario. Yeah. He's, an an, he's an animal abuser. <laughs> uh, and he's and... an aphobe. He is an AFO. Wait, no, is he? No, dude, look. Didn't didn't uh didn't Super Mario Odyssey confirm that Mario's like a bit of a Ken doll down there? Uh, or does No, or is it was it the opposite that Mario has like dick swang. Oh, like no, that he's he got runs a dick. shit he's got a dick. long dick style. Yeah, he's got a dick. Okay. Yeah. Um but well my story. My story. Thank you. So so yeah, so I in a lot of these games, like I sold my Super Nintendo when I was in, I don't. I was too young, and I think I, I asked my mom to sell it because I wanted to get some PlayStation Two games. Um, yeah, and it was such a mistake to sell that thing because it was so like, I don't know. It was such an, a, a a thing. It was such an object of importance, and so I got this Super Nintendo Classic, and it's the first time that I'm encountering any of these games in like the longest time. And yeah. uh, you know, my friend who sold it for me sat down with me while I booted it up, and I booted it up, and I I put on um. Super Metroid, and I started to cry. <laughs> and, like, 
It's weird, like the weird kind of uncomfortable airport crying. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like a or big like... man is heaving and you don't know what to do. Because <laughs> I, 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 I'm scared. I'm scary when I cry. Like I, it's something's wrong. Is it when I used to cry? I was like a sad, sad kid, and now I'm hard, a big man, and it's scary when I cry. It yeah. scares people. And I was. It's crying. not like it's not like uh like somebody cry like a teacher crying after a particularly bad class. It's like. It's like Mr. Snowman. Uh, I have uh, all the clues. I'm so 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 sorry. I didn't mean to have all the clues, but no. you can just still you still like he's cry typing. He's like cry typing that he can still save her. Mr. Police. Mr. Police. Um, you could have saved her. I gave you all the clues. Um, what is that? What the fuck is that? The snowman. Mr. Police. Mi- uh, hello, Mr. Oh, Police. Oh, Mr. Police. You could have saved you her. You could have saved you her. I gave you all of the clues. <laughs> I, lo- I love it because it's so flamboyant and dramatic. No, it's, and it's not. No, it is. It is. It, is. it looks like Mr. a. Police. It looks like a grown man writing a. a it, it, like writing the kind of note that a kid would write to f- fake be his parent to get out of class. Like, <laughs> please excuse, uh, I- excuse, uh, Timmy from, uh, his, from math. Um, because <laughs> I'm, because, uh, because I'm, all the clues. because I'm his dad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he doesn't have to do any, uh, any homework anymore. Love. And then Timmy is in there and then it's crossed out and it says dad. <laughs> like, like, I, exactly, and mm-hmm. and I was crying. Okay. Um, I was crying, and it was weird because I'd really kind of try to explain myself, but it was like a lot like if you've ever seen Amelie. There's that moment in Amelie where yeah, she like yeah, she secretly gives that box full of like childhood treasures to that guy like uh, Breton, Andre Breton, or whatever. Um, and he's just like weeping like he's just overcome he's just like and and it's just like at a cafe right like 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 he's just crying into his wine and he's like what have i done you know what i mean he's like all Mm -hmm. the time like it was so sweet back then um and i just i haven't had a moment like that and it's just so crazy how you can be going along you know what i mean and something Mm -hmm. like that happens and it punches you in the head and it just brings you right back you know, I just, right. it was, yeah, and, and it's a moment, like, because we're talking about nostalgia in video games and how we replicate nostalgia and how we recreate it, Yeah, and and it's such, like, the thing is, these are authentic Nintendo ROMs on authentic Nintendo hardware, and, mm-hmm. like, there's something to be said for how fucking powerful that is, like, it's so dumb, because I, it shouldn't have done that to me. It was like a punch in the goddamn throat. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But it did, and um, somewhere, somewhere, somebody's going, oh my god, this is a fucking gold mine. Yeah, which is, well, which I'm is crazy. Sh- yeah. No, which is crazy because I understand the mechanics by which my nostalgia and my, my longing to yeah. return yeah, can be monopolized and manipulated and... I it but it's just funny because we're talking about recreating it and it's like I don't know no other nothing else could even come close to doing that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like right. it, talking about Hollow Knight or talking about Shovel Knight even. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Well, yeah, Shovel, so yeah. so to get into to get into that I I, I like because I don't think we've actually mentioned that yet, but that is on the uh the docket sheet on the uh the beat sheet, the uh the meat on the street, the things that uh we mean to talk about on this, but uh that pertains to I so I spent a little time thinking about nostalgia and its dimensions, and I tried to pick what I think were important games uh, in this recent time stretch that pertained to these concepts. And so, first of all, there's of course the Super Metroid re-release, the S, the SNES Classic, um, which is important in this dimension of nostalgia because it attempts to replicate the experience exactly, and for all intents and purposes, it succeeds. Yeah. Um, and this has kind of been a recent phenomenon. Like, in the last couple of years, we just started getting these very nostalgia kind of um, specific things. And, uh, I mean, it's always kind of been in the in the background, but now it's a full-blown market. And I'd like to get into why later, but a few games that I think have recently caught important dimensions of nostalgia. Um, so the re-releases are, are, are one of them. That's a, that's a big thing. 
Um, but Shovel Knight, it doesn't play. It doesn't play like or, or really have that much in common, mechanically speaking, with a lot of old games. I mean, it does. Yeah. It's it's very polished. But what it does so well is it it um, it replicates the aesthetic, right? Yeah. It replicates the aesthetic of, of old games, but it's developed in an environment in which the limitations aren't fundamentally there. And with a bit of applied competence, you can really take that idea and really run with it into something really beautiful and polished. And it did that really well. Um, so there, I think there's the aesthetic dimension of nostalgia. And these are, they're, they're kind of the, I think these are kind of two main dimensions of it. And there's the feeling and the feeling when you have an exact replication of the thing, I think that's the purest way to get that feeling. But, and what, and what the feel, what feeling uh, I'm talking about is that, and that boundless sense of scale, that yeah. almost like oceanic, almost like pseudo, I would say pseudo religious feeling that yeah. you get when you're a kid and you're playing a game because you're not really playing the game. You're playing a game and experiencing a vast, impossible fantasy. Uh, you're kind of you're automatically uh, kind of amplifying the experience uh, in your own head as, as a kid. Like, that's kind of... These things feel more powerful because... And I think it's for a similar reason that kids uh, can consume sugar at much higher, like, rates than uh, than other people. They, they kind of... It's almost like the brain hasn't developed that sense of limitation yet. And I don't think it has. You know, when kid, like kids learn language, and one of the main ways you learn language is learning which sounds are the ones you ignore and which ones yeah. are important. Likewise, I don't think you necessarily have that kind of limiting, narrowing factor on your experience of a video game. So you get this much grander sense of of scale, and 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 um, when you revisit it later, it seems much more powerful uh, than than maybe it was. But Dark Souls Two. And I've been playing. I've been playing some of this recently. Dark Souls Two feels like a fully realized game that I would play as a kid and get that feeling from. Because the feeling yeah. there is the same. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't play the same. It's almost completely different, in fact. But it replicates that that epic sense of scale and and, and yeah. a feeling. So those are the two things. Shovel Knight and Dark Souls Two. I think they get these two dimensions of nostalgia really, really well. Um, but for kind of a more surreal, kind of more future-forward example, uh, we've got the Homestuck Adventure video uh, game. <laughs> Which, by which... the way, let's make a quick aside here to talk about what that game accidentally did to... Uh, God, yeah! Yeah! Sorry, fuck. Yep. Because like, uh, the they old takes... Drill. They docked drill. They yeah, and docked I, my man like, with. They were all like, I don't know how many times, like, because yeah. I went on Tumblr immediately after you that happened shit. to like look, no, to look at the to look for the post because I was so pissed and I was like, okay. show me who fucking did it. The, um, so I would like to just point out that your immediate rage. I mean, yeah. I was angry, but it sounds like you're enraged. Um, that's a sign of a uh, of a weakness, Sean. That's a, a sign <laughs> that you're being uh, controlled by Big Tumblr. No. I, however, will remain independent, and I will never, I will never, ever, 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 and I say this unto thee, and for future forward forever, I will never find out who Drill is. I will avoid no. it, and, 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 if I, if I see, I will avert my gaze. Drill is not a person. Drill is like Link from The Legend of Zelda. He is the hero of time. He is a thing, immortal. It doesn't matter who Drill is, because You're Drill right. is more than Drill. And I will avert my gaze in the presence of a greater being. I, I agree. <laughs> I will, well, here, let me, let me, let me. Okay, no, I went ahead. on Tumblr, I was looking for the original post. Sure. Because I was mad, I didn't, I, I wasn't looking to find out who Drill is. I still don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you but never will, I was will, looking for the original post because I was so mad. Because I wanted to Sorry, see who fucking I, did it. Yeah. And who ruined, yeah, who ruined it. <laughs> And I, because I couldn't find it, I found mm -hmm. a bunch of people talking about it, but a lot of the takes I was seeing was like, okay, like, it wasn't even that hard to find out, and, like, you can't even get mad at them because, like, it was on a subreddit two months ago, and they just, like, rehashed the work that they did, and, like, 
it's just, I can still be mad about it, though, because there's no reason to fucking dox Drill. Yeah, some content is better left unposted, you know? Even if you figure something out, it's not like, it's not like when people realize that the good day that Ice Cube uh, was talking yeah. about in his song, A Good Day, right? When, like, yeah. It's not when they put those together. That's an important piece of information that needs oh, to be sure. uh, elevated and, uh, and spread for archival purposes and embedded in the collective memory of mankind. Yeah, no, uh, it's kind of a useless thing. Um, well, all because all that you get, all that you gain from like, how do I put it? Mm-hmm. The there there are a handful of outcomes that that are the result of doxing drill, and I think one of sure. the main ones is that drill stops posting. You yeah. Know? Well, That's, but no, look, I gotta say though, it is kind of incredibly fitting. That the way, if that happens, that the way the drill goes out is being doxxed by uh, an internet fetish adjacent community. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't go down any other way. It's the most drill way to go out. It's like how the uh, ending of Seinfeld, they all go to jail, couldn't have ended any other way. It could it not have. No, it's like perfect in a sense. It's kind of the, so even if it is the end of an era, it like, you know, it, 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 also, it arcs. It does arc. Yeah. I mean, like also like. I feel like he talks at length about this vague group of, like, haters and uh, opponents <laughs> of his brand. Yeah. They're trying to silence him and silence his posts. And it would be so fitting if that, if retroactively it was them. It was the fucking <laughs> homestuck fucks. It's, it's when you, uh, you just discover a new, kind of a new layer in the, in the story. It's like, you know, it's like that fridge logic shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. You get to really appreciate the story a second time over. But I gotta say, you know, honestly, we always knew who Drill was. Yeah. Look, okay, think about this. Jack Nicholson. In a I'm sense. Uh, in, a in a sense, sense. Yeah, look. In a sense, yeah. Okay, look. The ass downloader. You remember the ass downloader? No. That was a song. You don't remember the ass downloader? No, I don't remember the okay. ass downloader. Okay, it was a five-part, I approximately tweet storm by Drill, describing the ass downloader and describing the adventure of a hapless, uh, intrepid adventurer who goes seeking the uh, the uh, ass downloader in the uh, the kind of obscure and uh, you know and and deep uh, kind of uh, whatever the like the racist word for a the jungles of a different continent is. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, sort of. Kind of like, you know, the mysteries of the Orient or whatever, but for some cliff overlooking somewhere in South America, I'm assuming. Yeah. Where the hapless in, uh, adventurer um, gets captured by the ass downloader and, is, and has a million asses per second downloaded <laughs> through him before he dies. Sean, who could have written that post? If the man died if the man died if the man himself who was seeking the ass lo- the ass downloader died yeah who wrote that post ah. i i don't know wake up america it was the ass downloader it was the ass downloader. we already knew we didn't have to know we didn't have to it didn't have to happen again we yeah. already knew the pieces were there oh shit wait i mm, i just did whatever the homestuck freak did yeah uh, yeah, the Homestuck freak. You I fucking, am. You dox I'm him. a hypocrite. Look, He's but the home. Okay, but look. So the Homestuck Adventure Game. We've lost the plot here, man. We got to get back on it. The Homestuck Adventure Game is a really interesting type of. It's not nostalgia, because it's there is there's a potent sense of it, but it's this kind of abstracted n- nostalgia. It's like it's like a, it's like an experiment in a hyper reality. Yeah. Like these, like Shovel Knight and Dark Souls Two, they both hit a vein of it, but they're based on like real senses of nostalgia. But the Homestuck Adventure Game, it kind of plays like an old school adventure game a little bit. Like not, there's you know a lot of differences to it, but it's there's more like references to and this kind of invented layer over the adventure game than than has ever existed, I think, in history. Uh, beforehand and so um what i like to what what i'm kind of uh inferring with these these kind of four instances is super metroid re-release shovel knight dark souls 2 and hive swap uh the homestuck adventure game for those of you not and air quotes in the know mm-hmm. um is that there i think there is a distinct cycle to this that maps nicely to the progression of really any market 
I think, or really any abstract market. Um, and uh, I'd like to get into that a little bit. If you yeah. uh, if you think you're ready, if you think you're ready oh, to I'm discover ready. the awful truth at the heart of nostalgia, the I'm awful repressed yeah, memory that home. sits at the depth of your childhood. Let's do it. The uh, the Wait, hyper the what? hyperborean uh, the the hyperborean gale jail that uh, lives at the heart of the child inside of all of us. What did you say? What were you saying about did me? You say you said something about the dick at the center of your childhood. Whoa! First of all, no, I didn't. I said the darkness at the oh, or okay. something like that. I'm a little look. I've I've been drinking <laughs> to forget. Um, and secondly, fucker, don't hate on me just because you graduated video game fetish college, summa cum loudly, and I graduated with mega cum loads, B. <laughs> fuck you. Okay, phase one. No, fuck it. Okay, go on. Phase one. Yeah. Phase one, dawn of the dawn of the first day, seventy two hours remain, bitch. Okay, phase one, <laughs> incompetence and incomprehension. So uh, it's kind of like I like to I, I like to call this phase kind of the blind stumbling phase. Yeah. It's like it's like we've had these video games. Everybody, so we're at the the point in time in which we're at is where. We are the first generation, kind of. Not we. I'm, I'm talking broadly here, but it, it yeah. is. I'm saying it has happened, right? We, as collectively, have had um, people who have grown up their entire lives playing video games at this point, who are now old enough to be a part of the video games industry, and who are now making games. Um, so kind of the the early form of I think a lot of people who are maybe now working in the industry were maybe putting stuff up on websites like Newgrounds or yeah. like on Congregate right um, and so a lot of those people would kind of uh, impulsively and without really understanding and not really being particularly good at it even just start making video games and putting them out there imprinted upon templated upon by this uh this kind of experience they had growing up playing video games and the thing about these is these are very much constrained by resource uh resource as in what they have to you know the the pe people to make the assets uh, music things like that uh the amount of time they have to develop and just generally understanding how to make games right yeah um and a lot of those constraints do mirror the constraints of a lot of early video game developers, but a lot of in in, in their sense, a lot of the constraint was more uh, hardware oriented. But so we enjoyed kind of the internet era of, of of shitty flash games, shitty games on Congregate that, you know, they were the best that a lot of people could do under those circumstances. And some people came in experienced, but there there it, there is a generation of people who grew up doing these things. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, continuing on with that vein, I think the first major breakthrough in kind of the development of this nostalgia market, um, the first like really major breakthrough was Shovel Knight. I gotta yeah. say, like that really fucking lit the flame. But up until that point, we were getting a lot of these games that were like, ooh, retro eight bit graphics, and it was like just a fucking shitty little pixel man. Like, Dude, it, it didn't I, just, mm, yeah, yeah, right. It was like kind of saying, "Oh, here's this throwback thing," but not really. It's 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 limited by that constraint. Like they don't really understand what they're doing. They're just making the eight bit style because it kind of appeals to them. That's what I'm talking about: incompetence, uncomprehension. But with Shovel Knight, we kind of moved into a field of competence, still kind of without comprehension. So I think yeah. Shovel Knight is an insanely good game. Love it. Yeah. I played I played the shit out of that. Um, it really does. It's a tight game, beautiful. It's gorgeous. But what it really does nail is the aesthetic sensibility. It takes the situ the circumstances and the situations that created uh, a lot of games like Super Metroid, uh, and it removes that constraint, that hardware development yeah. constraint, and so it let them really lean into that aesthetic sensibility. Also, it's just a really solid game in terms of mechanic, and it really nails that stuff. But um, this was kind of in the period where we didn't we understood that nostalgia 
was a thing to pump, to really yeah. pump at. But I don't think that we really, uh, really yet kind of understood how to do that. And at this time, you saw a lot of publishers, especially publishers like Devolver Digital, pu pu publish a lot of these kind of ground up uh, games that leaned on nostalgia a little bit and were starting to develop this sense of competence and uh, and comprehension. Like, D Devolver Digital, if you don't know, they published, like, Luftrausers, mm -hmm. Enter the Gungeon, Hotline Miami, Titan Souls. Interestingly enough, the uh, motherfucking um, Talos Principle, which isn't really related to the conversation, but I just yeah. want to give a shout-out to the Talos Principle. Um, that game made me ugly cry. Like it was, it was disgusting. It's very, uh, it's very tradical. It's very Catholic leftist. So for all you, uh, you fucking internet freaks out there, uh, representing those philosophies, go nuts. You will not regret it. Um, and then I think we moved into, into phase three. I think we're like, we're kind of teetering at the cusp of phase three and phase four, which is what I call competence with comprehension. Yeah. Right. And some highlight games from this era are like Hollow Knight, of course. Um, I would say Doom. Doom counts, I would say. It's a really yeah. a lovely scale up of the original concept. Really just mwah, beautiful. We could talk about that at length, but um, maybe later. Uh, and then kind of new IPs. Oh, Hollow Knight is a new IP, but yeah. um, like stuff like Hyper Light Drifter, right, that really that, that kind of fully understand the nostalgia factor, how to implement it, how to grant that feeling, that same limitless feeling, but, uh, you know, with a new IP. And I, I threw in, in the notes, I threw in Cuphead. Yeah. Um, I would say that's that's a kind of a different beast, but yeah. honestly, man, I grew up watching old fucking Chuck Jones cartoons, you know? Sure. I was a Dover boy, you know? I was, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, I gotta say, I, I was, uh, it, it struck a chord with me. I don't, maybe it doesn't apply. Maybe I'm just, uh, getting off the fucking chain here a little bit. No, I feel you. Uh, yeah. And I think it, what's important about this era is that it also has very much highlighted kind of the failures to pump this vein. Like, yeah. um, so Mighty Number no. 9. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That was, uh, that was Italian for, oh no, <laughs> and uh, ukulele, which, not a complete bit, like, I'm not going to write, the, I, I put that one in the failures column, because it wasn't the success that people hoped. Yeah, yeah. Well, not terrible, but... It wasn't another banjo, well, okay, yeah. it, it was it, another Banjo-Kazooie, but not the good stuff. Exactly, right. Yeah. It like they kind Mighty Number no. Nine um, is a, a specific failure because it somehow replicated all of the bad things about uh, those old games without any of the good things, mm -hmm. and yeah. Ukulele simply failed to do the smart move with nostalgia, which is to remove all the bad things about it, but keep that experience and that aesthetic intact. Yeah. Right. Um. Right. So this this vase has kind of really. Uh, it's really crystallized how to make a good uh, nostalgia game and how to uh, kind of uh, and and how to uh, really like not just how to do it but what makes it good and what to look for and how to develop these things and I think that Hollow Knight really genuinely is the masterpiece of this hyper reel. I, yeah. I, like, it's fucking awesome, dude. This game is so tight. Everything about it. Fucking the graphics, the sound, the fu the mechanics, everything builds on it. It's got the sequence breaking in such a mwah, such a good way. Yeah. Um, it, like, it has that sense of scale. It has that aesthetic, but new, fresh, updated. Great. It's good shit. Very good. Absolutely masterpiece. Agree? Disagree? Agree. Okay. I'm also going to take that as a tacit agreement uh, that... That he's a that is uh that the Hollow Knight is wearing a fursuit. Moving that's, on. I mean, I okay, that's fine. Okay. I'll hey, see, this is how it works, my man. You uh, first you present the concept, and it gets uh, it's taken reactionarily. You persist, and then it becomes normalized. That's yeah. You. That's fucking okay. Just call me Doc. Just call me Machiavelli, John Boyd, chess uh, master, okay. master hand, crazy hand. That's what I'm gonna call you. Actually, crazy hand is a. Uh, that's what they called me uh, in prison. 
<laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, but it, I don't think this would be a, a talking simulator episode if we no. didn't go into the fear of the future, right? Yep. So now that the template exists, right? How do how does that shit get mined and pumped and extrapolated? And um, uh, here's what I think. Okay. Yeah. So we might. There are a few ways we could go down with this, right? Um, there's the whole like you could go, you could isolate. There's that whole Nintendo design philosophy that Mark Brown talked about. What was it? You remember that? The uh, prioritizing play. Yeah. Well, not prioritizing play. Uh, uh, the every the kind design of the stage... decision should solve two problems. Damn, you're like a Mark uh, Brown encyclopedia freaking over here. Encyclopedia Brown. Mm. I bet no one has ever said that to you before. Mm. And uh, okay, so yeah. uh, we got that. We, no, no, it's the like that that level design process where it's oh it's yeah the intro you go, you go, yeah they demonstrate the concept they complicate the process yeah they complicate the process even further and then they resolve it. They subvert it, I think, and they then subvert, oh, they yeah. yeah, and then um, or resolve it and then subvert it, something yeah, like I that. Think that's it, yeah. Um, which yeah, also maps. It, there's a, there is. Yeah, that's cool as shit, man. It's a kind we, of Japanese storytelling. Well, it's, it's like for it. that's cool as hit. That's cool as shit. I need more words like hikikomori in my life. Yeah, or the KonMari method, or <laughs> um, Hanzo Steel. Hey, oh shit, dude! You know what? I gotta tell you, I really gotta say. Yeah. Uh, recently, I have I've developed a uh, I've developed a new respect for the French. Oh. Yeah. So I was I was I was trying to learn how to uh, how to make croissants. So you put a big slab of butter inside the pastry. Yeah. But then what I realized is that the French are are very much like the Japanese in the sense that they fold the butter into the croissant as many times as the Japanese do with their Hanzo steel. <laughs> okay um we could go so it, it, i think that um you know maybe we'll we'll see algorithmically generated games like where it's like variations on the word night you know yeah. we got shovel night we got hollow night uh what else we got my man dark night dark night dark night fuck god damn it uh <laughs> You want to know how I made this game? <laughs> uh, nice. Gabe Newell was a drinker. <laughs> One day, he pulled out a knife engraved with the word microtransactions. <laughs> it's time to gamble for a new CS skin. <laughs> okay okay uh right uh yeah. so you know mark said i think mark's uh said in in his writings that um one of the interesting facets about capitalism is that it it kind of it destroys uh it destroys patriarchy uh in favor of new capital structures um which i think is why uh you know back in the in the 90s uh, Samus Aran is a woman uh, with boob uh, yeah. and vagine, and why the knight in Hollow Knight is a genderless void. Yeah. 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 It's a simple yeah. progression, my man. And so you gotta wonder, you know, you said it earlier, how is my nostalgia uh, being monetized? And I think about it like this. My conclusion is thusly. Yeah. Children have become an essential resource for this new system of video games development. See, your experience as a kid directly led to the production of these kind of these these new these new games, these new uh, these new uh, efficient optimized experiences that pump that nostalgia vein. Your path of development that you follow as a kid kind of makes kind of sets the future for the way that capital will be extracted right from yeah. from you ultimately so it stands to reason that the best way the best way the best way to make this a cheap and simple process is by dumbing down the experience that kids have with nostalgia yeah i'm talking flappy bird baby oh. 
It's already started. Welcome to hell. Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. I tell you, you know, this this, this nostalgia factor, this Hollow Knight. I was the other night, you know, was playing Hollow Knight. I was uh I was uh, burning a little lound. I was burning the midnight oil. I was smoking from a cool bong that I bought at a bodega. Mm-hmm. And I booted up a little Hollow Knight. And I was thinking to myself, who's really hollow here? As am I as empty as the night that I play? And what happens when I die and disappear? Do I become an angry spirit cast into the void? Only to be reclaimed and beaten into shape later by the future histories of those who would slay in the name of progress. And I think that's the thing that I, I really fucking I really fucking like about Hollow Knight is it lets me commit bug genocide. Well, that's, <laughs> you do the same thing in uh, Super Metroid. Exactly. Yep. Time is a flat circle. This has been Talking Simulator. Okay.